Thank you for queuing up the podcast. Before we jump into this episode, did you know that I am the author of a number of books, 16 of them as a matter of fact, and my most recent book is called The Power of Affirmations and Positive Self-Talk. And if you don't already have a copy, I encourage you to get one because in it, I'd share a little bit of my personal story and the role that affirmations have played in my life. I go into detail about why affirmations and positive self-talk are so powerful. I give you a lot of best practices and then several pages filled with the most powerful affirmations on a variety of topics. The book is available in paperback and ebook formats on Amazon in more than a dozen countries, pretty much anywhere that books are sold online. And if you'd like to get an autographed copy, along with a copy of one of our music CDs, there's a link in the show notes to learn more about that. Again, the power of affirmations and positive self-talk. You just might find it to be another great resource to inspire and empower you. And now, enjoy the rest of this episode. So recently, my friend and colleague, Laurel Clark, reached out to me and expressed an interest in doing an interview about my new book called The Power of Affirmations and Positive Self-Talk. Of course, I said yes. And since we didn't really talk about Laurel that much during the interview, I just wanted to let you know a little bit about her. She describes herself as a dreamologist. She's a speaker and an interfaith minister. Uh, she's a former president of the School of Metaphysics. She's also on the board of the International Association for the Study of Dreams. She's also a prolific author uh, of such titles as Intuitive Dreaming, Karmic Healing, The Law of Attraction and Other Secrets of Visualization, and Dharma, Finding Your Soul's Purpose. You can find out more about her at laurelclark.com. I'll have links to her website, as well as other things that we discuss in the show notes and description of this recording. So pull up a chair and enjoy. <laughs> well, thank you for being with us here today. For those of you who do not know Bob Baker, he and I are both in St. Louis, Missouri. However, he has a following all over the world. And I met Bob a number of years ago. He is an author, a musician. He does comedy improv, so his background here is when he does online comedy improv, but he's been doing that in St. Louis for years. He's a yeah. teacher. Uh, there are many, many other things that he does, and he has a book out that I don't know if you can, it's backwards on my screen, so hopefully it's... It's looking right for, for me, and I like all the post-it notes that you have in yes, there. Yes, as you can tell, I uh, bookmarked <laughs> a lot of pages. I'm not one for dog-earing books. So I like to use bookmarks. So welcome, Bob. And um, I'm wondering how you even got into doing affirmations um, from all of the other things that you do. Yeah, well, so there's two aspects, I guess, to my doing affirmations. One is how I've used them personally in my own life. And then there's the pu more public aspect of when I um, started publishing them posting them uh, on YouTube, which started about five years ago. Um, and then that, and because of that and the success, the views that those types of recordings got, I, I was, I'm now I only exclusively do like, yeah, affirmations and guided meditations on my YouTube channel. And it's just grown beyond my, my wildest dreams. Um, do you want me to talk about maybe the prior to that, how I, um, maybe how I've used them in my own life or. Sure. <laughs> 
Cool. So yeah, so you mentioned I've done a lot of done a lot of pretty cool things and I know it's it is a little mind-boggling the variety of things that I've done. Uh and when I share those things, it's not to overwhelm people or you know think, "Oh, how does he do all that stuff?" I can never do it's really to, just to let people know what's possible. You know, and, and I've just always been pursuing my creative interests. So I've done a lot of things in the arts over the years. You know, I played music, I released several albums worth of original uh, material. This this new book is actually my sixteenth book since the uh, since the nineties. I'm trying not to have it fade in my background there. <laughs> it magically disappears. Look at that. I'm, I'm a, also a, a, a magician apparently, um, or an illusionist. Um, so I, yeah, published many many books. Uh, one of my books appeared in the movie The School of Rock for a few seconds, starring Jack Black back in the back in the day. Um, yeah, I've done imp- improv. I wrote a co-wrote a book with Laura Hall from Whose Line Is It Anyway? So I've done just many, many really cool things. So you would think that like right out of the gate, I was this ambitious kid who who uh, who you know was a class clown and was in all the school plays and all that. But that was not the case in grade school and high school. I was actually quite shy and socially awkward and really lacked confidence and a and sense sense of self worth was non-existent you know uh got i wasn't good at sports so i got picked on by all the boys in the in the in grade school and um which kind of forced me to do things that i had more control over which led me to do things like writing and music and art and so on um but it was actually the like a, a pivotal moment in my life it was like around my junior year of high school i was kind of going through a rough time and a friend of mine uh said i could tell you're kind of going through a tough time because this, this is a book that's helped me and maybe it'll help you too. And it was actually Wayne Dyer's first book called Your Erroneous Zones. Do you remember that? I do. <laughs> that I read that it one? In the I mean, he, late 70s, I think. Yeah, or maybe mid 70s. Yeah, even that, that very first book. Um, and he went on to be very prolific as an author, sadly passed away about five years ago. Um, but that first book, yeah, it was just more like pop psychology stuff. And it's opened my eyes to, like, I am not a victim of my thoughts. I, I was. You know, we, we all live our lives on autopilot, or so many of us, thinking that if you're having feelings of uh, doubt or worry or fear, that, that's, that there are things that are happening. I feel these things. They must be just part of who I am. And they become part of your identity. When that book opened my eyes to the fact that I actually can control my thoughts. I'm not my thoughts. I can, I can choose a different way to think, and which will lead to a different way to feel, and so on. It kind of changed my self-identity. So that was the first... You know, of course, it wasn't like everything I lived happily ever after after that point, but it was the beginning. Uh, it was the, my first uh, eureka moment, and I was been and so it led to a personal development journey throughout my uh, life. And affirmations have been a big part of that. I remember, yeah, I used to. Uh, there was a time when I, when I read my first couple of books out, uh, maybe in the late '90s or sometime in in the '90s when I. Uh, maybe had to work day jobs, or I was just kind of scraping by doing uh, my own freelance stuff. Um, and I said after affirmations that I'm going to be making a living as an author or doing th- these various things. And I had dollar amounts that I would say. Um, and it took a while, but I got, I, I reached those goals and went beyond them. And then along the way, things I never even expected to happen came about. It's just me pursuing the things that I that I thought. That I wanted in my in my life. So yeah, so they so I've been using them in various forms for many many years. So it wasn't really odd for me 
to uh, and I was actually seeking those out five five or six years ago on YouTube and not really ha- being happy with what I found because <laughs> I don't know about you Laurel but I'm very picky about like the voice that I listen to like with guided meditations like you really got to feel the person they're soothing like if if I'm distracted by either the voice something I don't <laughs> don't like about it or the background music is too busy or too loud I can't really you know what what do you call it uh, surrender myself to the process and so after being disappointed with a lot of what I was finding I said I think I could create something that I'm looking for but I can't find and that's when I started posting them on YouTube yeah so that's kind of a little bit of a story there <laughs> so th- let me ask this question for viewers or listeners who have heard the word affirmation but they don't really know what it is what is an affirmation it's, yeah, that's that, and and that's. I'm glad that you're ask, you're asking that question because like one of my purposes is is to make this accessible to a lot of people because there's different yeah people maybe even don't know what they are or they already have a notion of what it is for so basically affirmations and positive self talk they're statements that you say to yourself either in your mind or out loud that affirm. Uh, uh, like uh, a state of being or something that you want, a goal that you want to reach. Um, and you're just reminding of your, yourself, you're, you're, you're like implanting that in your mind. So that it becomes part of what I like to call your filter through which you view the world. Um, so they, they come in all different forms or quite often they begin with, I am, uh, they're often stated in the present tense. All those, there's different ways of doing these things. Um, and, if people that are a little bit older might remember, uh, well, Senator Al Franken, before he was a politician, he was a, a, a comedic actor and a member, a uh, cast member on Saturday Night Live. And he had this character named Stuart Smalley that would uh, say this, had this phrase where he goes, he'd look in the mirror and he'd say, uh, I'm good enough, I'm smart enough, and doggone it, people like me. And I remember laughing at that character back then. And um, and so a lot, he, even though it's funny, he didn't really do a great service to to the, to, to affirmations because he was kind of poking fun at it and the people that that do, that say them. Um, so when I initially started saying them to myself or writing them, uh, I felt silly. I said, "No, nah, this is like you know, this is hokey. You know, what am I doing here?" Um, but I stuck with it and started seeing the benefits. And I've heard this feedback from other people too. Like at first, you go, "Really, I'm going to be saying these things to myself?" Um, but they start to influence. Your perspective. Um, I use the example. Uh, is there, and other people have used this type of example, but in the in the book, I talk about. Um, I still drive a car. This car called the Honda Element. I've had it for many years. It's a very specific make and model. It's like a box shaped car. And prior to owning one, I never even thought about Honda Elements. I don't think I even knew the name of that car. You know and. And so it was never something I thought about. Once I owned one and was driving it on a daily basis, I started seeing them everywhere. Now, why is that? It's not because they suddenly appeared when I started driving one. They were there the whole time, but I just didn't notice them. So basically the way that affirmations work is that we, our brains can't possibly uh, receive and notice all the stimulus that's all around us. So our brain has a filter that is developed whether we know it or not. Uh, and it's developed through our experiences and the, and the things we tell ourselves and things that other people say to us. And, and it's just accumulation of things over the years. It's this filter through which we see the world. Um, and so 
uh, I had developed by having that car, this Honda element was now part of my filter because I experienced it on a, on a regular basis. So I started seeing them. So I contend, and I know, that it, it just doesn't work with makes and models of cars or shapes. It works with your attitudes, with your beliefs, with your, are you more, are you looking for, op, for, for opportunities or are you looking for reasons to be offended? You know, so it affects all, so affirmations are, doing that, basically creating a Honda element in your mind um, <clears throat> of the things that you want, how you want to experience life. And you can be intentional about that and actually create the thoughts, the feelings, start noticing the things that are going to serve you and allow you to live a happier, more fulfilling life when you, when you make it a daily, especially when you make it a daily or regular practice. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. I actually have a question I, I want to ask a little bit later about the daily practice, but I want to ask about that um, Stuart Smalley uh, joke where yeah. he ended with saying, doggone it, people like me. Yeah. You write in your book about how affirmations need to be about you and not about other people. So can you say more about that? Because we yeah. don't really have any control over whether people like us or not. Yes, because I see, because, uh, you know, well, now that I've been five years pretty deeply immersed in affirmations and I do a lot of, you know, done a lot of research on just different ways of approaching them and what people are asking about and what other YouTubers and podcasters or how they're approaching it. But there are, um, yeah, there are people that like do affirmations or want to do affirmations on how to like attract a specific person or how, or, or I want, uh, I really want my husband or my son or whatever to do, to, uh, to do this or that. Um, and it's really, it is, yeah, you can't really do affirmations. At least I don't, I don't recommend it, uh, for other people's behavior or feelings. Um, so you, you always have to, uh, pose them in how you show up, like what's your role in that. And so I think I used the example in the, in the book about like, if, if a, if a parent was concerned about a child and they weren't doing well in school, you weren't saying Jimmy's doing well in school. You go, What's your role in that? I create a supportive environment for Jimmy. I see him flourishing. So it's it's like your 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 affirmations should always be pointed toward your way you're thinking, your behavior, and how you can support that person. As far as it's really tough to like when it comes to love affirmations. Yeah, I would not do them at a specific person because there may be somebody better out there that you will by focusing on a specific person who's maybe not responding to you. You're ignoring other opportunities, but you say I. That you focus on yourself and say, "I deserve a loving, caring partner. I, I am worthy of love." You keep it more generic, and if it is that person, great. Uh, but it could be somebody else and somebody better. So yeah, always keep it focused on yourself because you cannot control other people's behaviors or how they feel. Um, so all you can do is is yeah, focus on how you show up in those situations. Yeah, that's great. The way that I do that is not even focusing on the partner and what I want in the partner, but the qualities in me that are desirous of true and genuine expression. And so I used to think of it as being inside out, like how I am on the inside, I can completely be that outwardly mm -hmm. in this relationship. And so whoever is a match for that is whoever is a match for that, instead of saying, I want a person who has this quality and that quality and that quality. So um, that's what I've found works for me in that situation. Yeah. 
And I like, uh, I don't know if I address this specifically in the book. I know I have another videos and stuff, but quite often anything we want, whether it's a person or uh, a goal or some status in life, or you know, we want to publish a book or whatever, or if we want to earn enough money to purchase something, a new car, a house, um, the thing we really want, like we think we want the thing or the person, but we're really wanting the feeling that we anticipate that thing is going to give us in the having of it <laughs> the, or the um, possession of it in the case of things, not, not a person, of course. Um, but it's so if you can, if you can identify the feeling that you're wanting be, as a result of pursuing that thing, what's, what's the real feeling that you want to ultimately achieve? You can actually feel that right now. You know, so if you feel like you're worthy of love and that you're loving and that you're loved um, without a uh, maybe an actual partner in your life, I think it does open you up to be more receptive to someone. Um, or when you're when you're feeling abundant, when you're when maybe there's not a lot of money in your bank a- account, it's a lot better position to attract more money and look for opportunities than when you're desperate and oh my god all is lost, you know, that, and you're just so closed, closed up that it's hard to, to act and to pursue those things. Uh, it's tough when it's from a sense of desperation, but if you can somehow make yourself feel abundant, just there's an abundance of air, there's an abundance of ideas, there's an abundance of compliments and maybe friends or whatever, you know, count your blessings, then you're more open, I think, to pursue those things that you want. <laughs> That's, a really good point. And I actually have a question about that because I have known people who struggle with money and they'll say affirmations like I deserve all the wealth in the world or I'm abundant and they don't really believe it though. And so how do you recommend that somebody go from uh, really not believing and sometimes not even believing it's possible where when they say the affirmation, it's kind of like a cover-up or a pretense. There's something that is now called imposter sim- syndrome. Yeah. So what do you recommend for that? Where, it, yeah, it would be great if you could feel it, but if the person is not really feeling it, how to bridge that to be able to create the state of mind or feeling or uh, consciousness that will cause the change? So I think there's two ways that you could approach it. You could either combine them or do one first and then the other second. Um, so basically, yeah, if let's then let's and, and staying with the topic of money is actually a great example for for this. So it is true if you have ten dollars in your bank account and you know behind on rent and all that stuff, and you say I am abundant, or especially if you say things like I am a millionaire, money is flowing into my life. Your brain's going to be going, no, it's not. That's a bunch of BS, you know. And so it could. Certainly, uh, it actually makes a lot of people actually feel at least temporarily worse <laughs> about it. So what I recommend is that you state or seek out or whatever, uh, or write out uh, affirmations that ring true for where you are right now. So a great example with abundance, instead of saying uh, money's flowing into my life or my, you know, I'm a, I'm a millionaire, which was really, yeah, not be authentic as far as the moment goes, saying, I am ready for a new relationship with money. That's true, right? That's that. I think you could state authentically uh, without your brain doing too. Or how about uh, I am open and receptive for new ways of money, of new ways of money flowing into my life. You are open, right? You're re- receptive, so hopefully those ring true. So soften them, or make them uh, positive with a positive slant. 
uh, where you currently are and don't and, and avoid like negative like it's like I'm sick and tired of being <laughs> being in debt would not be a good affirmation because it's focusing on you being sick and tired and being in debt so just phrase it in a way that's focused on I'm open to new opportunities um, I'm eager to discover uh, a, a, a new you know our money comes to me in expected and unexpected ways it's another kind of fun affirmations is just leaving it open to to, pos- to possibilities instead of having tunnel vision. So that's one aspect is to make them feel or reward them to their, so that they're authentic for where you are now. However, there's something to be said for the fake it till you make it approach too. Um, I just did an interview with a friend of mine. His name is Anthony, and he he uh, he's a he, he first we first became friends because he was a he's is a musician and he discovered me. Or first became aware of me years ago through my music marketing books, which I used to. I was still uh, involved in that, but I published many of them early in my career. And um, but he followed me through this whole transition to a- to aff- affirmations. And he has this lawn care business. He started lawn, you know, mowing lawns just as a solo guy to make ex- extra money. And then people started asking him to do landscaping, and he built slowly built this company. And he really went into the all in on affirmations and visualization. And he said he would he would. He, he actually just grossed, his company grossed over a million dollars in 2020. And I just oh. interviewed him recently, and it was double what he did the previous year. And he, so he did it during a, the pandemic. But he was talking about his process, and he would, two or three times a day, he would set these goals. Say, my company now makes a million. He goes, and a lot of times he was saying it going, this is crazy. I, I don't know how we're going to get there. But he kept saying them, even though his mind was kind of like, I was like not believing it. So there's an example of somebody who just resisted that that negative thing. Just kept saying it, kept pushing forward, and it helped him see opportunities because he eventually started. Well, I don't know if he even if he didn't believe it every time, it helped him look for opportunities and get there. And so, so you can take either approach: the fake it till you make it, uh, if um, or if it's really causing a lot of resistance in your mind, just word them in ways that are authentic for where you are now, <laughs> you know? Along those lines, I've heard people say that affirmations should always be in the present tense rather than the future. What do you think about that? Um, generally, yes. Uh, I, yeah, I am abundant. I am, um, yes. Um, there is a... Uh, there's a there's a quote. Well, yeah, there's a quote by uh, that was I've heard originally from uh, Michael Beckwith, who uh, is part of the Agape International Spiritual Center out in L.A. and has written a number of books, been on Oprah and all this stuff. But he has a line that was used and actually in a song that he created where it's uh, and I and I've shared it on YouTube. And a lot of people don't like this because the the, the statement is something wonderful is always on the verge of happening. So a lot of people don't like that because. Um, that they think, oh, you're just just out of reach, and you're reinforcing not the not having of it. But but really, it all depends, I guess, on what your intention is or how you feel about it when you state a certain affirmation. To me, I think of that more like a kid on Christmas morning, you know, where you get up and you 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 have no idea. There's the there's pres- rat presents all under the tree. You're so excited, you have no idea what they are. You're not experiencing them yet, <laughs> but you're on the verge of this discovery. And and I love that kind of state of. My, so to me, it's exciting. Something is on the, Something surprising is going to happen today. I'm just. I can't wait for it to happen. Another thing, and this is more by me about goal setting in particular, is that um, people say when you visualize your goals that you should uh, think of them as already having taken place. 
Um, and I think that I I think there's a lot of value in that. However, some people can get like I remember <laughs> I was at a Jack Canfield workshop many years ago, and this woman st- stood up and was talking about this as it related to her health. And she goes, "In my mind, I see myself as a rail thin supermodel." So. These days I eat whatever I want because I figured <laughs> I'm already in great shape in my mind. And everybody laughed, but it brought up a good point that uh, I also recommend that you visualize and affirm the process of getting there. And so like, if you want to publish a book, if that's one of your goals, you should affirm, I am a successfully published author. You can see yourself at a book signing with people lining up. But also uh, visualize yourself sitting down and writing every day and enjoying the process and the words just flowing, you know? So, um, I think there's a lot of value in affirming the act, the behavior you're going to have to enact to reach that goal. In addition to seeing, seeing it from the end in the present tense. Does that make sense? (laughs) It it makes perfect sense. And you even wrote something in your book about that, that the affirmations should inspire action, which I think is important because I think part of the Stuart Smalley joke about affirmations is people who think they can just sit there and say words and they wake up the next day and their life is different, which maybe happens, if, but not usually. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 uh, and also some cynics, and I, I really haven't gotten a lot of pushback at all on, on this, but I just know there are people out there who uh, think that, the positive thinking is burying your head in the sand, ignoring your problems. I don't, I don't, I'm very rational. I'm very feet on the ground with this stuff. And um, yeah, I, I think, no, we have to acknowledge that there are challenges in life. There are things that go wrong. People that get sick, you know, I think, and, and people that uh, will, will, will treat us in ways that are not, not very considerate um, accidents. You know, there's all kinds of things that uh, happen and we don't, ignore that we we acknowledge those challenges if there's feelings of sadness loss we have to fully feel those things we, we don't want to suppress them um uh but but what i but there's a difference between that acknowledging those problems but not but but keep from making it part of your story ongoing perpetually um and also you don't have to live there forever you know so you can acknowledge problems you can deal with them uh feel the feelings um, but then uh, transmute that into a lesson, into into a better way of living, you know. So, um, yeah, no, it's not it's not about just I'm happy. I'm gonna ignore everything around me. I'm not seeing anything, anything, anything. Um, but it's just choosing to do the best that you can with this life that has ups and downs. But also be willing to celebrate the the ups because we a lot of times we just focus only on the the bad stuff, <laughs> you know. And we have to balance that out with gratitude and looking for the positive and having reasons to celebrate, which is why I like doing improv and all this creative stuff to share some laughter, you know. <laughs> Those are really excellent points that you're making. And I'd like to hear more about that, especially during this time that we've been in of people staying at home and not being able to spend a lot of time with people. This is May, which is mental health month. And it seems like um, there's a gradient in what you're talking about, having gratitude, appreciating the things that are good in life, and also acknowledging when something um, 
I don't even know if problem is the right word, but mm-hmm. when we need to get help. So I was listening to someone who was talking about loneliness and how people have been lonely during the pandemic. And he said, if it gets bad enough, you should get therapy. And I was listening to that and thinking, okay, how is somebody supposed to know if it's gotten bad enough? And I, our society, I think still has some pretty big stigmas about mental health, mental illness. Um, You don't have to be suicidal to be depressed or lonely. And so how do you know if that's something that you can just say affirmations about the good things in life or when maybe you need to seek therapy? What do you suggest? Yeah. I mean, I don't, uh, yeah, it's it's for each person to decide when they've gotten to that, to that point. And so one other thing I realized after having done these affirmations and, you know, the YouTube, like the YouTube channel has what 208,000 subscribers and over a million views and just many, many comments every day. And so I, I, you know, I, I get, I getting more of a stronger and stronger sense of, of what attracts people to this stuff. So it, admittedly, many people that seek out this stuff on YouTube are going through a challenge. I mean, there are, hopefully there are people that their life is going well, they just want to make it better. That's what I tend like more aspirational motive, motive motivations, but um, quite often people are trying to relieve a pain that they're feeling. Either they just went through a breakup, they lost their job, they're struggling financially, they just feel like they've maybe lost their mojo, you know, their, their, happy, their joy of life. And so they are seeking these things out um, when they know that they need something to lift them up. Um, and most people, I guess, can, through whatever affirmations and other things that they, proactive things that they do in their lives, can can do it on their own or with the help of friends. But yes, there, if you're, and I readily admit, don't, yeah, if you're really down in the dumps, uh, if you're feeling about harming yourself or others, that's certainly the extreme case of that. But I, in fact, I partnered um, with a company that has sponsored a lot of uh, podcasts. You may have heard of betterhelp.com. It's like an online therapy uh, thing. And I have actually, you know, a link, betterhelp.com slash Bob Baker, where you, where you can go and, and, uh, and, and check that out. And, and I, yeah, I totally encourage that. If you, if you, if you're not, especially if you're, um, yeah, living alone in these pandemic times, you can still communicate with people. Yeah. There are two things that I've heard. I'm not, I'm not a licensed ther- therapist, but with depression, the thing things I've repeatedly seen in the things that I've read is like physical activity. So instead of when you just sit around the house and you're inactive and you're just regurgitating your own thoughts, that's probably what leads to this spiral down or part of it. At least I've never really experienced severe depression, you know, just kind of apathy is the worst that it gets for me. Um, but, um, but I think being active, so getting outside, taking a walk, uh, working in the garden, just doing something this physical um, is, is one thing. And then social interaction is, I know I've heard, is a really important aspect, which of course we're limited, we've been limited with this past, past year. So get on the phone, get on Zoom, get on, um, you know, try to interact with people who you think will hopefully will uplift you. And unfortunately, a lot, there's a lot, there are some people that their family and friends maybe aren't the most supportive all the time. So, but yeah, if you feel I've I've gone to therapists uh, here and there at different times of my life, so there's nothing wrong with that. So, if you feel you could use that, seek it out, either locally or do an online thing like the BetterHelp um, op- option. And uh, yeah, so that that's a great that's a great point, Laurel. Yeah. Thank you for that, Bob. And um, I 
I'm curious to know how you come up with your affirmations, because you said that you post two a week and you've been doing that now for years, right? Or for mm-hmm. quite a while. Yeah, there's hundreds, hun- yeah, many hundreds of them on the uh, on the site. So um, how do you, I mean, that seems like a lot of affirmations to come up with, Where, what it inspires you and uh, tell us a little about your process. So yeah, so it's a combination of, uh, certainly it's, it's like, instinct or what do I feel like I have to share, but I also am, uh, I pay attention to what's, the, the, and this may be a little geeky, but um, YouTube gives creators, so people like me who have their own channel and their topic that they they give, the, you know, the YouTube thrives or relies on the creators, even though they may be doing some original content now, but create you know, they, many thousands, millions of, of creators to to uh, thrive on the channel to, to, to create the stuff that brings viewers back and so they give creators a lot of tools and there's a dashboard called creator studio uh, where you can go in and look you can i, I can tell i know that like 70 percent of my viewers are, are women i can tell what times of day i know i see what topics uh, get more views than than on others i can even look at an individual video and see where the viewership drops off like what was i saying what were they doing you know so you can really go as deep as you want down that rabbit hole so i do um i do uh pay attention to that stuff. That's the analytical part of my mind. And I combine that with just intuitive. Uh, I've been doing this journaling in the morning where sometimes I ask my, myself a question where I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll say, what message do I need to share to t- today or this or this week? And sometimes I'll see like images and symbols and I'll, and it might inspire uh, a particular theme. Um, so in addition to the topics, like the most popular topics are things like, uh, Abundance. So there's always, you know, abundance and money related things are always going to be popular. Gratitude, success, confidence, I mix in some health and love related things. So there, there, are, there are like categories of topics. And so you would think, oh, I've already done an affirmation thing. Why well, I can't do another? Well, there's so many different ways of doing it. So in, in many of my videos, there are I am affirmations and there may be 20 or more affirmations in a, in a 10. And most of my videos are around 10, 12 minutes long. I have some there are five. I'm experimenting with some longer form ones, especially some sleep ones. Um, but most of them will have like, yeah, a couple dozen or, or more affirmations where I leave space for them to re- repeat them, the I am statements back to themselves. Um, however, I found that uh, while they're not as popular, I also like doing you are statements because a lot of people, like we mentioned, don't have those encouraging voices. Maybe their parents, their grandparents, their mentors, their friends haven't been encouraging them and that's been lacking in their lives. So a lot of people really like some people just are in tears when they hear somebody saying, you are worthy, you are the deserve happiness and, and success. And so, um, so I do some, you are ones too. Um, I also, sometimes I'll take one or I'll take one mantra or one affirmation and make it like a mantra where it's the focus of the entire thing. And I'll, talk, I'll give them space to think about it and repeat it, and we'll focus on just one thing. So I'm always experimenting with a, with approaches, even within the same topic. There's some videos where I say, I st- I'll state a you are statement, like you are worthy, and then I ask the person to repeat it back to themselves, I am worthy. So they're getting both angles, you know? So it's, it's, it's been amazing to see the different ways that you can approach it and different ways you can mix and match them. Um, and just keep cranking stuff out. So I, I guess that's the short answer. <laughs> Not so short answer of how I come up with stuff. Yeah, that's great. And then do you have your own music that plays in the background? 
Yeah, I mean, there's some royalty-free music, and even YouTube will, uh, has a, a library where you can, because they're, they're pretty robust uh, at, um, like, I made a mistake in the early days of doing these things where I would grab some music that I liked, and but they have systems in place where it'll recognize, oh, this music also is, belongs to this person, so you can't monetize this video, or, or sometimes they will take it down if the copyright holder... So, so yeah, being a musician and knowing my way around um, electri- the, uh, the software, yeah, all of my background, well, there's a couple of exceptions. I've had some friends that I either paid or they, they bartered or whatever with, with them to create some uh, background music, but most of it I create, a lot of it I create myself. Yeah, there's a friend of mine, Gregory Kane, who's a, uh, in California, who uh, has done a lot of like new agey soundscape stuff, and actually I've been using one of his tracks a lot over the last six months. Or so, but I either own the rights to it or I created it myself. Yeah, and I, and it's important for me that the music the music is there to support. Like it's almost you shouldn't almost like not be aware of it. Um, it's there to to create an atmosphere. But if the music is standing out, uh, if you're focusing on it more than the words, then yeah. I, so I I really picky about the type of music that I have in the background. <laughs> yeah, that's good because I've heard some guided meditation. Uh, videos or tapes that have, for example, birds in the background. And to me, it's, they're very shrill sounding. And so they keep pulling me out of the meditative state. So yeah, that's great that you have soothing music. I'm wondering in your book, you have chapters that have affirmations and you say to repeat them for 21 days so are you talking about taking one statement to repeat for 21 days or all of the affirmations for health and healing for 21 days? How, how does that work? Yeah, the intention is for the, and I basically, um, to, and when, so yeah, the, a little more than the first half, like six, the first 60% of the book is five chapters where I talk about not only my story, but uh, the, why affirmations are successful, best practices. And then the, the last, what, 40% of the, of the book is a list of, of affirmations in like, I think, was it five or seven different, seven different cat- categories. And I basically, in anticipation of creating the audio version or the audio book version of this, I, I, I basically, they were transcripts of seven of my the YouTube videos um, that I thought were especially appropriate for this. Um, and so, yeah, the intention with it, I do... I, I have a number of uh, dozens of them that where I encourage people to listen to a particular video for 21 days. And so that's the entirety. Uh, yeah, you would do that, that, that entire chapter or that entire uh, uh, video, repeat it for 21 days. Now, if so, I'm not a stickler for, for that. Like, I'm a, like we, you, you mentioned you're going to ask me about this. I'm more of a stickler for the, for the daily practice. And if you listen to the same one for 21 days, great. But as long as you're doing something to affirm, especially in the morning, like setting the foundation for your day instead of just launching into your day and reacting to things, I think the daily practice is more important than what you listen to. But the reason I did, there's a couple of reasons I did 21 days. It's often cited, even though there's some debate about it, just that, that it takes at least 21 days to develop a habit. Uh, that's kind of common knowledge, even though that came out of the 60s and there's research now that shows it should be longer or whatever. Um, another reason that I use 21 days, and this is more the geeky analytical side, is is that um, Deepak Chopra and Oprah Winfrey have for years been doing these 21-day meditation challenges um, that are very popular, and people go on YouTube searching for those. And so I specifically kind of tapped into the 21-day 
stream uh, um, there by by some 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 people searching for twenty one day challenges would find my stuff. Um, so there's a little bit of a SEO you know angle there to be if if you, if I'm to be honest. Um, but I think there's there's benefit. Yeah, people and if people do it, they listen, and they and people really benefit from listening to the same one over and over again. Especially if there's a topic, yeah, that you're really needing some work on, whether it's abundance or health or relationships or whatever or confidence. It's, it's another big one um, that can be helpful. But if but people, <laughs> it's funny they, I missed a day. Do I need to start over? You know, I get all the comments like, no, you don't have you know do whatever is right for you and if you get kind of tired of that one after seven days switch to another one as long as you're listening to something that is empowering you every day um then i think that's that's the most beneficial thing is to try to make this not just a 21 day process but a, a lifetime you know the lifestyle just like eating well and exercising and all that stuff you know and how do you recommend that people um not get overwhelmed. Like if somebody reads this book and they read all of the affirmations, it's a lot. So Mm -hmm. how do you suggest that somebody choose where to start? And um, especially if they've never done affirmations before. Well, there's, like I said, the, the, the the book has the seven uh, lists of affirmations in seven different categories. The intention isn't to read all seven every day. Um, so it's, and I even say, uh, in one of the chapters where I talk about the importance of making it a daily practice, if you only have five minutes, then just spend five minutes and you can, you can listen to recordings like the ones that I do, which would be great. You know, you can go to my YouTube channel, (laughs) youtube.com forward slash Bob Baker, or just search for Bob Baker on YouTube. And I, you pretty quickly find me and subscribe to the channel. So that's, so some people play, it's like listening to pre-recorded ones, but you can write out your own affirmations. You can record your own voice saying them on a voice memo. I actually, early on, like in kind of around 19, early nineties, I did that. Uh, and I would, um, I recorded myself saying affirmations and then I would listen to them on a, on a, on a stationary bike when I would, you know, every, every morning. And it was influenced by Tony Robbins. I think I was really getting into Tony Robbins stuff back then. Personal power. Um, but you can also print them out. You can put them on post-it notes and pin, put them up where you'll see them throughout your day in the bathroom mirror, on at your computer, in your car, on the on the dashboard. Um, and so there are many ways just to, to to stay focused on these empowering thoughts because you're. I like to use the term we're firming up our filter. So just do what you can. It should not be a burden. Yeah. So if you certainly everybody can find five minutes a day, maybe either before you get out of bed or soon after you get out of bed, um, just to sit there. Or actually, you don't even have to sit there. A lot of people listen to these recordings while they're commuting, while they're driving, while they're walking, walking the dog. Um, so work them into your life in a way that works for you. This, 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 this don't ignore them because you think it's going to be too much to take on. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So do you have a favorite affirmation that you say? Oh boy, uh, there's a couple that have. Uh, yeah, I kind of go through go through phases. There's a couple. Uh, one in particular, I like a lot lately. I think, yeah, I did one recently where it was the focus. It wasn't the only affirmation, but it was a focus that I came back to is today I look for and appreciate the good. It's real simple, but today I look for and appreciate the good. And there's just, even though it's a short sentence, there's two aspects to that. It's like you're looking, you're anticipating for, you're going to go through your day looking for positive aspects not making them up but they're there the whole time we're just not really aware of them so you're going to be more present you're going to look for signs of people being friendly some people being compassionate 
of the beauty. Maybe maybe there's a path that you take or a drive that you take that you're you know, thinking about something else. And today, maybe you're going to look for beauty or flower, you know, plants flowering or whatever. So you're looking for that, and then you're appreciating it, which brings in gratitude, which is always really like the foundation for any. I think personal development is being grateful for what you have before you can. It, it helps to allow more into your life. Um, and so, yeah, that sums it all up in a nice, nice package. Today, I look for and appreciate the good. Yeah, that's lovely. <laughs> yeah. So, um, as we're wrapping up here, tell people how they can find your book, how they can subscribe to your YouTube channel, whatever else you want people to know about you and the wonderful work you're doing in the world. Well, cool. Thanks. Thanks for asking that. And I really appreciate this, Laurel. This has been a lot of, this has been a lot of fun. And I'm glad when you suggested that we do this. Yeah. It's been every bit as fun as I thought it would be. Uh, so, so the YouTube channel is on my primary platform. Again, just you go to go there and look while you're logged into your account and look and search for Bob Baker, but it's youtube.com slash Bob Baker. I also have a podcast. Well, I have a couple of other ways that this material is, is available. There's an affirmation meditation podcast that's available on Spotify and Apple and all the, uh, all the platforms. I also have like 13 albums of this spoken word and also a little bit of musical, um, uh, of positive music uh, al- albums that are available on Spotify and Apple and all the places where streaming music is available. You have to search for my artist name there. That's Bob Baker's Inspiration Project. So again, that's a separate category. Like in Spotify, there's the podcast category, but there's also just the basic music, you know, and, and most of it's music, but uh, I have a lot of my spoken word stuff on, in, there, in there too. And then um, uh, the book is the power of affirmations and positive self-talk is available pretty much worldwide. And here it's disappearing again. Um, Here, it's not disappearing. There you go. Thank you. Yes, just the, the, that's the the uh, what do you call it? The post-it note version <laughs> version. Um, but available certainly on Amazon currently in paperback and ebook formats, but also Barnes and Noble. And I, I mean, I had this is the widest distribution I've ever uh, gotten on any of my any of my books, I really tried to make it widely available. It's very affordably priced because it's a, uh, the, the paperback retails just for nine 95, the ebook for four 99. Um, and so made it really affordable and, 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 and accessible. If someone wants to get an autographed copy and you, especially if you don't live in, if I know you were in St. Louis, we can probably arrange to, to meet. But, um, uh, if you're outside of St. Louis, uh, you can go to my my website devoted to all this work, which is Bob Baker Inspiration. You see a, a, see a, a pattern here, BobBakerInspiration.com. And scroll down a little bit on the homepage, and you'll find information on how to get an autographed copy of the book sent to you, along with a, a music CD that Pookie, Pookie and I put out, uh, and some other digital goodies for one low price. Um, so, yeah, I'll ship that to you priority. So those are the d- various ways that people can get their hands or their ebook readers on it (laughs) well thank you bob thank you for your time today thank you so much for doing this wonderful work in the world um i want to say that personally i have been inspired by you in so many ways and i mean you've helped me with my own writing and my own artistic creativity so um i encourage everybody to get the book because as you said at the beginning of this interview, um, you have experience with this. It's not that you're just, you know, quoting theory. It's from your own life and your own 
um, practice. So thank you so much. Awesome. Thanks. Thanks a lot, Laurel. I'm going to stop streaming to Facebook now, but uh, yeah, thanks for everybody who watching on the interwebs there. And uh, yeah, Laurel, again, thanks a lot. I, I appreciate you. I appreciate <laughs> right. you too. All right. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, I have a favor to ask. Go ahead and share this with three friends right now. Certainly, you can think of two or three people who could use an inspiring message. You know, there's so much negativity and bad news in the world. Why not be a source of positive vibrations? I'd greatly appreciate it, and your friends will appreciate it even more. Also, if you're able to leave a podcast review on whatever platform you're listening to this on, please do so. That could very well help the podcast reach even more people. Thanks a lot. I think you're awesome and have a great day.